Recently, the Australian Curriculum and Reporting Authority released a draft proposal of its changes to the national curriculum with the hope of returning Australia to the top of the world education ladder. Among the hundreds of proposed changes, one area of change has fueled an avalanche of public debate. Under the new proposed changes, students would be taught that some Indigenous Australians regard the country's national holiday as Invasion Day and that the colonisation of Australia by the British was perceived by Indigenous Australians as an invasion. It also proposes the term Indigenous Australians be changed to First Nations people. Here to talk to me about this is ACARA's Chief Executive Officer, David DiCavaglio, and Indigenous Leader, Warren Mundine. David, what was ACARA's reason for the changing of this language? Hello, Nick, and uh, hi, Warren. Nice to be with you uh, this afternoon for this discussion. Look, I think the first thing that we wanted to say in uh, the uh, in the change uh, around uh, at the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander histories and cultures cross-curriculum priority was that we had very strong advice from our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander advisory group, uh, which is chaired by Dr. Mark, uh, Professor Mark Rose, who is well known to Warren, uh, that. Uh, we really needed to uh, have a look at telling the whole story of Australia as part of the education of our young people. And what we've uh, said in the uh, key organising ideas for that cross-curriculum priority was to call attention to the fact that um, for many Indigenous people, the experience of the arrival of Europeans uh, in this country uh, in 1788 uh, was experienced, uh, was perceived, uh, not necessarily as uh, an entirely benevolent uh, uh, event. And as Noel Pearson put it recently, the view from the ship may have been one of settlement, but the view from the shore uh, was one of invasion. Warren, what are your concerns with these changes? I'm not concerned about the invasion one at all. It, it is... Uh, you know, it is about uh, looking, as, as uh, David said, it's looking at uh, what from the, sh uh, from the ship to the shore. Now, it's like someone turns up in your backyard and then invites all their mates in uh, to over your house, and that's an invasion. And that's a perception from the house owner, and that's a perception that Indigenous people have uh, about that, they, that it was an invasion. And while from the other side, you, you have a... Uh, a colonial experience. You've got several hundred years of that uh, of way Europeans. Well, it wasn't only Europeans; it was also Arabs and other people who uh, looked at these things as colonisation and looking at these things as as a, a process for them to, for their empires. So it's a uh, yeah. So, so look, the, the invasion. I don't I, I don't have a, a problem with that because it is the fact of history. This is how Indigenous people seen things, and this is how uh, Europeans and other people who come to this country seen it in a different way, uh, and in to me, let's look at the, let's look at the historic facts and talk about it. Yeah, look, I completely agree, and I think it's healthy to educate students um, about the realities of of what did happen in ways that I wasn't educated when I was uh, at that age. But I think it would also be a little bit naive of us not to acknowledge that there is political activism at the moment attached to the word uh, invasion. And just like changing the date of Australia Day, I'm not 100% convinced it will actually do anything to ameliorate what I guess some might call 
far more serious issues uh, that the Indigenous community is facing. Warren, I guess I'll ask you, do you think that changing the language from, or changing the language here will help current and future generations of Indigenous people relieve any of the anguish over the past? Look, language is important. You know, language, you're putting out a, an idea, you're putting out a perception of things when you talk about, when you use certain words and certain languages. Look, there's no doubt that there are some political um, uh, activism around this in regard to the arguments about Invasion Day or invasion, it was an invasion or it was a peaceful colonisation and that. I think a lot of people uh, get caught up with uh, the Australia Day. Now, I've written about this and I've given speeches about it. I'm one of the people who, who uh, strongly believe in changes the day. Uh, and uh, so, because I believe that, you know, like Independence Day in the United States, it should be on the day when they actually declared independence. But the only problem with that is the 1st of January in 1901 that happened. Uh, is we've already got a holiday for that. Being good Australians, we don't want to give up another holiday. But Australia Day uh, is always going to be, you know, the 26th of January, it's always going to be an important day and you can't ignore it. And the reason for that is, is because that's the day after Philip sailed into, uh, you know, uh, Sydney Harbour and the colony really kicked off in New South Wales and across Australia. And that's, so you can't ignore that historical mm -hmm. fact. And it's also going to be very important to, uh, to both sides to, to recognise that. And it's also very important that a lot of uh, descendants who live in Australia today are descendants of those people uh, from, who come out as convicts and come out as the Marines and other people on that ship. And so we, we really, um, we can, uh, I think anyone who thinks that you can just bury that day and you're really wasting your time because it is a historical uh, important day. And David, we've spoken about this off air. One of the issues at the moment is that we have uh, such, such a divided um, and let's say loud far left and, and far right. So on one hand, we have the idea that the Australian curriculum is, is under attack uh, Christianity is under attack because of some of these suggestions. Um, but on the other hand, you also have what I would consider to be um, a somewhat dangerous movement that is Black Lives Matter. And there is some concern that the early influence that this might have in children to uh, get involved in social activism can be tied into this global movement. Look, I think um, you're, you're, you're right, Nick. Unfortunately, um, in Australia, uh, we, we seem to be moving in a direction that a lot of other Western uh, nations uh, are moving in, where increasingly there's a, a form of social and political polarisation, which makes um, reasoned civil debate about a whole range of important political issues really difficult and uh, we tend to have these uh, twitter wars with people sort of throwing um you know uh, 140 character you know barbs at one another but there's no real engagement everybody's talking past one another 
And I really hope that uh, we haven't reached the tipping point uh, beyond which there is a point of no return. I do think education plays a really important role in trying to hold society together. Uh, and that is, in a sense, um, partly the intention uh, in the revisions uh, to try and strike the right balance. Now, uh, obviously, these are draft revisions. Uh, people have different views about whether we have struck the right balance. We will certainly be listening to all the feedback that we are getting and give consideration to that feedback before we make any final recommendations to ministers towards the end of the year. Warren, you've spoken recently uh, about, well, you've criticised recently the American movement and idea of critical race theory. Do you see this having any impact on Australia in our schooling? Yes, look, the critical race theory, uh, we've seen it just recently, two, two references. One was in, in Victoria, uh, where uh, a, uh, from outside the, uh, the, uh, uh, the school system come in and gave a talk and, and asked the, boy, the white boys in the class to stand up and then that, you know, put across a viewpoint that uh, white males were the, uh, the most, uh, were, the, were the oppressors and, and they were the ones who, for a lot of problems in the world, uh, they were the ones who did that. Another one, of course, is in Sydney, where people uh, put up posters in regard to the Black Lives Matter um, program, and they and they were really attacking the police. and And I, th I think in both cases they were wrong. The first one is in regard to the uh, in the Victorian case, is that it showed a total misunderstanding of historical facts. If you're talking about uh, white people uh, as, as the ones who took slaves to the, to the United States, well, that's true. But then you've got to, but, but you've got to also recognise you'd be very hard pressed to find any society in the world over, his, over historical times who didn't have slaves. You had the Arabs had slaves, the Arab empires, the Ottomans had slaves, you had Chinese, the Chinese empire had slaves. You had a whole wide range of people who had done these things. So, so looking at this as a, as a black and white issue, and I, I had many discussions with many people who said to me, well, Warren, you're a victim. Uh, you, you are a person of, of colour. You, uh, you have been oppressed. Uh, you just need to look in the mirror and, and, and um, accept that. And I just find that a crazy thing. As soon as you start talking about race as, as, and as a collective, People are uh, then put down as a as a, an oppressor, and, and other people are put down as as victims. Then you really start running a bit of a race card here, and that's major concerns in this area. And the other one on the Black Lives Matter stuff in in the Black Lives Matter campaign in Australia, and I'm talking specifically about Australia, where you're talking about the deaths in custody, you know, 400 and something people who died. I had a friend of mine ring me and say, what, what are police and, and corrective services killing these people? And I, and I said, uh, and I showed that it wasn't, uh, that's not true, because I did the inquiry into uh, adult prisons in, in South Australia, and, and the vast majority of those people who died in prison died of, uh, of um, natural causes, died of, uh, they were killed by another uh, a prisoner, 
Uh, they had drug and alcohol issues, which caused their death. And it was only a tiny, uh, very tiny minority which were uh, had deaths uh, by at the hands of police and corrective services. And so you look at you look at the John Pat issue in in Roeburn, uh, where he was beaten to death. You look at the Dumaji case in Palm Island, and you look at uh, uh, and, and a lot of other things were the improper processes that were done in this area, such as the Mr Ward death in uh, Western Australia, who who was driven across the desert in the, in the back of a corrective services van and was uh, and the air conditioning was broken and he roasted to death. Dreadful death, no excuses. That, that, that was incompetence and, and the processes that the corrective services office used there has now been changed. So, so I, I think when you start getting to this activism, I don't mind people talking about these issues, and, but let's talk, let's open these things up to a sensible conversation. And the first thing is, why are people in jail? And when you look at the statistics, and this is what we found in South Australia, 50 something, 56% of the Aboriginals who were in jail were there for violent, serious violent crimes. So it wasn't like this, this, this whole racist oppression was going on in the current system. Yes, we need to look back in history and see how police, uh, the film Rabbit Proof Fence, how police were used to enforce the Aboriginal protection laws, the Aboriginal welfare laws, and the, uh, and the protector for Aboriginals and keeping Aboriginals oppressed through that whole system. But then we must also look at since the 1970s, how things have totally changed. Yeah, I mean, you talked there at the beginning about standing up and apologising for, for, for whiteness. And I think that at the core of this, you know, the problem is that the idea of social justice is, uh, of course, completely um, ambiguous. And, and, you know, when we look at the rationale, David, I'll give you a chance to, to also talk about how you were uh, mis, let's say, uh, misquoted or at least James Morrow from the Daily Telegraph didn't quite reveal the, the fullness of truth. But in the rationale that you mentioned, it says that uh, Australia is a secular nation with a multicultural and multi-faith society and a Christian heritage and promotes the development of inclusivity by students' understanding of broader values, such as respect, civility, equity, justice, and responsibility. But I think that we could all agree that these values are completely subjective. And really, we're entering into the territory of moral philosophy here, which of course is not set settled science. So I guess my question, David, is, how can the education system define a value like respect? Shouldn't that be the role of parents rather than teachers? Well, uh, I'll come back uh, to uh, to the the statement in the um, in the uh, in the in the rationale. Uh, yes, we are constitutionally a secular country, and constitutionally simply means when I say secular, um, there is a, a kind of a formal uh, separation of church and state. Uh, but you must remember that um, the issue of values in education is really important. Uh, if you go back to 2004, for example, when Prime Minister Howard was making a strong case for the teaching of Australian values, uh, which included many of the things that you just read out in that list. 
We're in, a very, these, we're, sorry, uh, we're, we're in a very different time than 2004, though, right now, when we're talking about social justice. It's a very different climate. Oh, yes, it is. Um, I'm simply making the point um, that the, the uh, issue of the connection between uh, education and values more broadly is not a new issue. The, certainly the context has changed. In terms of the, the, the words uh, or the terminology social justice, um, as a Catholic, I'm somewhat annoyed that it's been uh, hijacked because uh, it's a term that goes right back uh, you know, hundreds of years as uh, uh, through the, the social encyclicals of people like you know, Pope, Greg, uh, Pope uh, Leo XIII and then uh, more recently uh, Pope John Paul II, Pope Benedict XVI, where social justice is uh, at the heart of, of, of the tradition. Uh, and is at the heart of um, uh, the, the tradition of Catholic schooling as well. Uh, so it's a, it's a bit disingenuous for people to say that education should be a value-free zone. What we do have to be careful about is that the debates about what constitute the appropriate formation of young people in values does not turn into... Um, the, if you like, indoctrination of political views of adults. Um, and um, Hannah Arendt uh, in particular uh, was very clear on this point um, that um, she was explicitly um, eschewed the temptation of what she referred to as revolutionary movements of a tyrannical caste um, to use education as a system uh, or a form of political indoctrination. Now, obviously we don't want to go down that path, uh, but to say that um, education has nothing to do with the inculcation of, of respect uh, and um, community, these kinds of things, and frankly, support for democratic principles um, is, would be an odd thing in a country like Australia. Yeah, I don't think anyone's suggesting that. And you, you quoted Pope Benedict XVI, who also, of course, wrote about uh, modern relativism. And that's really the, the heart of what I'm getting into here. If we're values such as justice, responsibility and respect, these are transient, right? It depends on who's teaching them, whose justice it is, who, who respects who. Warren, uh, what's your take on this? It is over the years there has been a shift in, in pressing the last 15 years, 20 years, is a big shift in uh, in the way people are, are use terms. You know, like I, I always uh, laugh at that, you know, and I had a, a, a challenge from a person who, from, who was a lawyer uh, who was in, in Antifa, and he said to me, I said, well, Antifa is just this body out there, a group of people who just... Uh, they just do violence and, and burn towns down and, and do dreadful stuff. And he said, what, are you against, uh, against anti-fascism? And I said, I'm not against anti-fascism. I'm very much against fascism. And, 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 he, and he said, well, Antifa, is anti, its name's anti-fascism. And so you sort of, you, you get this play on words. And, and David just talked about, uh, you know, like the social justice. And, and I'm a Catholic as well. And so you, you, it, it has a real strong meaning. Three Catholics right here. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, have we got the Troika. I don't know if you can see the, I think you can see the catechisms behind me, actually. <laughs> right. And so it's, it's, and it is about how people are using these words. And, uh, and, and it's, and it's like this Black Lives Matters movement. You say, well, of course, Black Lives Matters. 
and, and, and all lives matter, you know, you know, white lives matter, Asian lives matter, all, everyone life does matter, but they try and catch you out when you, uh, in regard to the Black Lives Matter movement. And this is one of the problems that we're having with the whole wide, wide range of things. And of course, I went to a Catholic school. So look, I don't have a thing against teaching values uh, in a school system because they're, they're important, you know, and, but they need to be, uh, they, uh, and, and in the Catholic school, it's, it's very much about those uh, uh, Christian uh, values uh, of, of Jesus Christ and about how you and, and that but while um, and also the you know the the, uh, the philosophers and theologians over the time talking about this thing and one of the one of the things that we, you know we taught is love and respect for everyone now it doesn't mean uh, it does mean that even if they're not of our uh, faith they are all God's children and we, and we should be treating people with that love and that respect the problem we're having today is a lot of that's been hijacked. And of course, we are a secular society. It says, it says so in our constitution, but, mm -hmm. but we're also a democratic uh, liberal democracy. And in that, and a lot of people don't know what that really means. And they need to learn about that. And, and what that means is that, you know, we have, you know, freedoms, uh, you, know, you know, freedom of, of faith. You know, you could be an atheist or you can be a, a Christian or a Muslim or Buddhist, or you could uh, you could be a, a Hari Krishna or whatever, and and that is and and so we don't have those religious uh, religious uh, laws which uh, Europe and other places and, and Africa and other places had over time, and that and that's why I think those type of things need to be taught in regard to what exactly uh, a liberal democracy is. Uh, how we treat one another in, in a liberal democracy, the process of law, uh, the, the, the principle of innocent until proven guilty, these type of civic stuff are very important because that's the foundation of the society. In it. Is it, you know, as um, I think it was Churchill said uh, that, you know, democracy is the worst form of, of governance uh, in the history of mankind until you look at all the rest. And yes, it's not perfect, but it's always evolving. It's always changing. But I think people should learn about where that, where those ideas come from, uh, the arguments and debates over the centuries. Because to be quite frank, the, the society we have today is really a modern, um, very short period of history when you compare the length of humanity. Mm. Uh, but uh, but it's a society that we've involved in because of all the problems and all the, the issues that have happened in the past. And, uh, and you know, so I think people should really learn about those things, learn about uh, how we improve. You know, like uh, I always find it interesting that people say that Australia is a, a racist country, but I find it interesting that uh, people who are always escaping oppression always want to come to Australia and people, uh, uh, you know, and I always find it fu funny that since the 1970s, we've had have any racist law in this country. And, and, uh, and I'm not saying that there were problems in the past and we need to learn about those problems. We need to talk about those issues, but we also need to talk about how as a society we've improved and learnt the lessons of those. Okay, well, I'll let you go, but that, David, I'll give you an opportunity just to uh, clarify the process now of 
the, how this uh, the proposed curriculum, what it goes through, uh, just so yeah. perhaps people will calm down a little bit. Uh, yeah, no, that's that'd be good. Uh, thank you, thanks very much, Nick. Uh, look, I think um, you know one of the things uh, you, you mentioned before some. Um, some slight misrepresentation in the media about what we've done. So, for example, in a, in a recent um, media article, there was uh, a suggestion that we had removed uh, reference to the kinds of democratic freedoms that Warren has just been talking about, um, freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, freedom of religion, that they'd been removed from the curriculum. Well, they hadn't. Uh, they've just been moved from year eight to year seven. Uh, now, uh, had the journalist uh, actually rung us uh, to seek clarification on this point, we, we would have informed him of that, but um, uh, we didn't get the opportunity to make uh, that uh, piece of information clear. Um, the other point that I think that Warren has made, which I really want to support, uh, and which comes through is um, this issue of uh, not wanting to, uh, you know, bifurcate the world into good and evil, depending on what colour you are. Uh, so, for example, uh, if you're looking at the, the anti-slavery movement, um, people like William Wilberforce, you know, who was a white Christian, was a driving force behind getting rid of uh, the slave trade. Um, and uh, uh, we have um, kept, as you started at the start of the, um, uh, of the show, reference to a Christian heritage. Now, what people have tended to zero in on uh, is one content description in the whole of the of the of the curriculum, the proposed curriculum, uh, which did remove reference to Christian heritage. Um, now that was done in an effort to be more inclusive and descriptive about the uh, current uh, society. But we'll, you know, we've had a lot of feedback about that. And again, I'll, as I say, we'll take this feedback seriously. Um, Again, the question of have we got the balance right? These are all things that um, we're, we're taking on board. We, the reason that these uh, draft proposals are out there is precisely to get this feedback. This is not a fait accompli. Um, we want to hear from the community. Um, so the draft proposals are out for comment until the 8th of uh, July. Uh, and people can go to our consultation website, which is australiancurriculum.edu.au slash consultation. And there they can either make very specific comments and feed in a very specific survey about particular syllabuses, particular curriculums, or they can leave uh, general comments. Um, but what I really urge people to do is um, familiarise themselves with what is actually in the curriculum rather than what they've just heard from reading the newspapers as to what is in the curriculum. Um, because I think people will see that it's um, not necessarily um, the case, uh, uh, many of the suggestions that have been made about us sort of airbrushing Christian heritage out of the curriculum, for example, is just not true. It, it takes time to read through that stuff and people yes, are not prepared to do that. Uh, so obviously the, the website is there, so perhaps rather than posting um, tweets, you can get on that website and make some useful recommendations and suggestions. Yeah. Gentlemen, I really appreciate both of you coming on the program. Thank you very Nick, much. Thank you very much. And, and I love your artwork in the background. No, awesome. Thanks very much, Warren, from the Northern Territory. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah.